Um, I'm so excited that you are here today. And I wanted to do this series just because I feel like there are so many people that they need wisdom, but they can't always sit down with somebody. So just receiving little moments of just something from amazing people like you, I felt like was just, I feel like it's essential. Everybody needs somebody. Like they need to have an outlet or somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like not everybody has somebody they can just like call and ask, or they may have questions and yeah. they, they're just not sure where to go. So I think this is awesome. And I'm really, really excited that you invited me. For sure. You know, yeah. I have mad love. I have mad love for you. There's like, no other way. There's, there's no, other no other way. way. <laughs> no. There's no other way. <laughs> okay. So most of the questions that I thought about, I was like, well, Amy is a worship leader too. So this is like the best of both worlds. Yes. This is okay. So we're going to, we're going to start it. So what is your name? What do you do? And why are you passionate about it? So my name is Amy Wilkerson. Um, My husband and I are campus pastors at the Refuge Greensboro. Um, And I'm going to be honest. I think I was telling the congregation this last week. Um, One of my favorite things is seeing how the people have started to really grow Mm -hmm. and they're learning the difference between religion and relationship. Mm -hmm. And so seeing people desire relationship with Jesus, encounter Jesus, not just in like a Sunday service, but it's literally their lifestyle is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And it makes it all like worth it to me. It's been my favorite so far. I know, just creating that, like, from bondage to freedom, kind of like that evolution, man. They look completely different. Like, there are so many people that came in one way, and then they've been here for, like, a few months or a year, few years, and, like, their whole countenance has changed. Yeah. And it's nothing but Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, we preach this, we sing this, but then to actually just, like, witness the miracle. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite things about leading worship is watching the evolution of someone who wasn't comfortable lifting their hands. Oh. Now yeah. lifting their hands. Oh. Oh, honey. That thing right there is like. And oh. don't let them start running. Oh. Don't don't let them get a run or a step in. It, what? <laughs> what? Yes. It's the best feeling ever. Like just knowing that the Lord is changing people. It ain't even about you. It's about him changing people. Yes. Yeah. And he saw fit to like, just let us be like a very, very small part Hmm. of that. And it's amazing. It is the best part. It's it's the best part. Um, One of the things I was thinking about, I was just like, man, what, what is it that you have to pastor a lot of worship leaders through because I'm sure there's like a I'm sure there's a common thing but I'm sure like everyone has a personal one too but what is it something that you feel like you have to pastor worship leaders through the most I think one of the hardest things that I've really had to just come on we have to keep keeping this in the forefront is making sure that mentally we understand that this platform is not a worldly one, but a sacred one. Mm -hmm. Um, And so sometimes I think in churches, especially like if they're paid, whether it's the musicians or the singers, it can easily become a gig. And so we can treat it like a gig versus Mm -hmm. the warfare and the warring that it actually is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so 
we have a lot of, not necessarily just in our house, but I think culture in general, we have a lot of worshipers who think they can just touch the presence any kind of way. Mm. And God is really raising a standard of holiness um, because you are leading people into battle. You are leading people into war. This is a front line and you have to be armed and ready and talent is not enough. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing, like making sure spiritually they're where they need to be, because this is a spiritual war, not a physical one. And no devil in hell runs because you can do a run. They don't care. They don't care. Okay. They don't okay. care. They're you not know, running. I, I was just thinking about something that um, when you were just saying, like, we just can't approach it any kind of way. I was just thinking about like the fall of Lucifer whenever that whole situation and at the root of all of it, he just wanted to be seen. He wanted the glory. He wanted to, he wanted to feel validated in who he thought he was. And I think that's one of the things that we have to always question our motives when we um, mount the platform is that we're not trying to be seen that we're not the run. The run won't scare the demon away, but it's not a performance. It's a posture. It's a, yeah. And so we it's have to posture. stay in a submitted place. I think it's so easy, especially when you get the microphone. It's like, uh, uh-uh. it's like literally so many things that can just rise up, but we have to like constantly stay submitted. So I think that's, I mean, what you said was amazing, literally, <laughs> but it's, it's a common submitted place. I feel like I'm sure all callings and things that we have to do, we have to stay submitted. But I think with the singing, because it becomes so performance-based, it can if you're not careful. It's tricky. it's tricky. And you have to really make sure because depending on like the church too, I think too matters, like depending on the size of the platform, it can become very performancey. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't leave a lot of room for Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And so you have to stay postured. Yeah. Because it does it it it's a very thin line between a performance and invoking the presence. Mm -hmm. Jesus does not, he does not care about our performance at all. He doesn't care who we know. He doesn't care who we reported with. He doesn't care how many Grammys are sitting. He, he could care less, but if our heart isn't right, he just sits and looks at us like, okay, you done yet? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Just a picture of that. Just like, all right. Like, like poker face, like straight light. What? And and as a pastor, we have to be careful because the sheep don't know. Mm. Like they don't know the difference between a performance, like where there's anointing and when there's not. Yeah. And so as a pastor, you have to be willing to hold your Levites accountable. Yeah. Um, that's that's awesome. So just bouncing from that, what do you think is three healthy things that like you could give to worship leaders for them to maintain a healthy spiritual life and just going in that. So they won't be just operating out of their flesh or going into performance mode. Like what are things that you feel could help them maintain that the spiritual health of all of that? It's there are three things that everybody needs if you're going to lead worship. And this is like the three things that almost everybody knows, but we forget sometimes you have to know your word. Mm-hmm. you have to know the word of God because sometimes in those quiet moments when there's no words, 
you are actually singing the word of God. Mm -hmm. Every song that is being done on that platform is the word of God in some way or another. And you have to know it, not just know it, but believe it. Mm -hmm. You know, the word is your sword. Nobody goes into war without a weapon. Yeah, That's insane. And especially if you know that you are a frontline, you would never be frontline in a real war without a weapon. Without a weapon. And so, so many people think, well, my talent is enough and it's not. And so we have a lot of worshipers who only know John 3, 16 mm-hmm. and Jesus wept, but they don't know him. And you cannot know the Lord without knowing his word because his word is him. And so without relationship, you cannot lead people to his presence because you've never been there. So you cannot lead people to a place that you yourself have never been. Mm -hmm. So I can sing a song and I can make it sound really amazing, but it doesn't mean anything to me because I've never allowed the word to take root in my heart. I've never allowed it to actually expose me or hold the mirror of the word up to me. So it's just words. Mm And it won't work. So they have to know the the word, the truth of it. They have to believe the truth and they have to hold the convictions about the truth. Mm -hmm. Because there are some worship leaders that know the word, but they still don't have any convictions. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to touching the presence of God any kind of way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But when I know the word and I really love God and I have relationship. And then I am willing to submit to what he asked me to do. And I am constantly checking my life. And that only comes by knowing the word. Mm -hmm. And then you have to love the word. Yeah. So many people sing about him, but they don't know their word. How can you say you love somebody when you don't even know what they say over you? Mm -hmm. How can you lead people in worship and tell them like, hey, the Lord loves you, but you don't even know how much the Lord loves you. Mm It's, it's impossible to do. So they have to know their word. They have to ask God to give them a hunger for the word of God. Not just a Sunday. It's not enough. For sure. Number two, they have to have a prayer life. When you are on that platform, you have to know the voice of God, not just the voice of the MD that is in your inner ear. Mm -hmm. You have to know how to follow the spirit to set the atmosphere because sometimes the way you practiced it is not the way he wants to go. And so if I have not been communing with the Lord, if I don't know like how he speaks to me, I will not know how to lead a song or how to shift an atmosphere because I will be shifting it out of my flesh and not from the spiritual place. And so praying like, God, thank you for waking me up today. That ain't going to cut it. Mm-hmm. I need like intercessors on the platform. I need warriors that are not just warriors in song, but warriors in the way that they talk and invoke the presence of God with their words. Yeah. You got to be able to set an atmosphere. And a lot of times they don't have that because there's no prayer life mm-hmm. because there's no real relationship. Mm-hmm. It's just something to do. It's just my talent. And then the last thing is a worshiper has to have accountability. They have to want accountability, clean hands, pure heart, someone to tell them like, hey, listen, that was a performance. Jesus, Jesus wasn't in it (laughs) and be able to handle it. Like 
they understand that this is different. They want to please God. They want the people that they are ministering to. They want to see shackles break and bondage fall off. Like it's okay if the person doesn't get to preach. Like if I don't get to preach on a Sunday, that's fine as long as people are free. But if I didn't get to preach because it became a a concert, we're going to have some issues. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so having that accountability, but they have to desire accountability. And you can usually tell somebody's maturity level by how they handle accountability. Because as soon as somebody says, hey, this, you can't live like that and, and touch the presence of God. You can't act like this. Like, why wouldn't you in service? How can you lead? How can you lead people and you're not even in the house? You, you, you don't just show up for church just when it's time for you to hit the platform. You won't know the house. Yeah. And so accountability comes in a ton of ways. But what I've I've noticed is people say they want it until they get it and then they don't like it because it's very uncomfortable and it requires growth. Mm-hmm. It requires growth, but it is it is necessary um, because you have to be able to handle accountability and not take offense. So those are my those are my three things that if you are going to lead people into the presence of God, mm-hmm. you got to have hands down. No if ands, buts about it. I agree. I agree. <laughs> you know, something that you just said, I was just like, man, it's scary too, because there are leaders that don't even believe the word that is spoken over them. And they're on the platform every Sunday and struggling with so many different things and don't even believe the God that they sing to. And um, not only is it scary, but it's also just a place that they need to go to because there's a of course a root issue as to why we're not receiving the love of the father what he's saying over us all those kinds of things so that was good to know your word believe the word and to have accountability all those kinds of things like so one thing I want to say too with accountability is why do you think it's so hard for worship leaders to have accountability because I think sometimes we want it but we don't really want the correction and I don't know if it started with Lucifer I'm just gonna blame him because but I think that if you pay attention and this isn't I'm I'm one of these people okay so I'm not like knocking anybody Mm -hmm. there is such a root of pride that can creep into a vocalist or a musician to say like I've got this figured out and I think if you have been allowed for years with no accountability, no covering, no one checking in to see if you're reading, to see if you're praying, to see if you're actually living this life that you get up and sing. It is really easy to think that you've got it figured out. And so why would they be coming at me? And so my challenge to all pastors, whether it's a very small church or a mega church, you have to love the soul of your worshipers and your musicians mm-hmm. more than their talent. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, some of us, if we're honest, pastors are guilty of overlooking and ignorance is bliss because of the sound that is produced or the way it looks or who is attached to this person. Mm-hmm. And we're not really checking on them spiritually because physically they look great, but spiritually they're dying. And so I think when accountability comes, 
it requires us as worship leaders and musicians to take a look and be like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I'm not perfect. Oh. And so it it challenges us to have to deal with stuff hmm. that we've gotten really good at shouting over and singing over and playing over and getting paid. We do our set. We leave. See you next week. Mm-hmm. And God requires more. Yeah, this is good. Um, is there any last words on how you want to encourage worship leaders or anything um, you just felt on your heart? I want, if I could encourage worship leaders, I would say Galatians 6, 9, do not grow weary in your well-doing for in due season you will reap if you faint not. And the reason why I think that is there are a remnant. There is a remnant of worshipers who understand that in these last days, there is going to be a requirement of them like never before. Mm -hmm. And so they are out here fasting. They are out here praying They are out here in their word. They are seeking the face of God because their heart is to see a move of God like never before. They don't care about the size of the platform. They don't care about a paycheck. The only thing that they want to see is the glory of God. They want to see miracles, signs, and wonders. They want to see the lame walk. They want to see blind see. They want to see cancer drop. Like They want this encounter. And in this culture, it is so easy to get weary by what you see, by the lack of accountability, by the performance that is happening. And so God will call you out and allow you to see performance Mm -hmm. and allow you to see certain things that aren't right. And if you are not steadfast, you will get so upset that this is happening and not understand, but you are still called to be the remnant. You are still called to stand in the gap. You are still called to remain pure. God is still calling you to be that. And I don't want them to stop Mm -hmm. just because it looks like the ones that have no accountability or exceeding just because it looks like things are coming together for some. And we may know their secret lives, I don't want you to lose focus of what God is doing in them and what is on them and the power that they possess because your time is coming. And although it looks like other people are doing it, give it time. The Lord says, just give it time because he is getting ready to send out a whole new breed mm-hmm. and it is going to rock. Yep. It is going to rock nations. And I believe that with my whole heart. So Mm -hmm. if that is you and you're watching and you're listening, hold fast and do not be discouraged. Stay on your post. Yes. Stay on your post. Mm. It's so good. So good. Just y'all receive, 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 receive. (laughs) Woo, that's so good. Um, Wow. Thank you, Pastor Amy, for just, that was, that was heavy. All of it real quick. Y'all receive that, <laughs> but I receive that. Um, yeah. Yes. Thank you for being a part of just this interview and just thank you for who you are to me. And I'm just, wow, that was so good. That was, I'm going to pray out because that's good. This is good. <laughs> All right. So Lord, we thank you. Wow. We thank you, Lord, for just um, Pastor Amy. And I just thank you, Lord, for what 
the wisdom you've given to her, Lord. And I thank you for all that she's just poured out, Father. And I thank you, Father, for even just what anyone may feel just through this, Father. And I pray that you will sear it into their hearts, into their minds, Father. And I pray, Lord, that we will just continuously submit ourselves to you, Father, Lord God, in every area, Father, that we not think higher of ourselves than we ought to. But God, I thank you, Lord, that we walk in who you've just called us to be and nothing more. Um, We love you. We honor you. And we just bless you for Pastor Amy. um, I thank you just for just giving her all that she needs and just continue to uphold her, God, and her family in the name of Jesus. We love you. We honor you in Jesus name. We pray. Amen.